Do you have a heart for serving others, particularly through conversation? Do you have a heart or a desire to travel and meet others on the other side of the world? Even if language seems like it might be a barrier, we have some friends today to share uh, their story about how they did that, traveled and spent some time teaching English to our friends in Poland. Joining me in studio this morning, Aaron Alter, Director of Short-Term Missions for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod Office of International Mission. Aaron, welcome back to Faith and Family. Thank you. Glad Good to, morning. Glad to have you in studio and, and, and talk about these short-term missions, particularly the, the teams that have traveled to Poland to teach English. This has been uh, a team or a, a mission, short-term mission, that's been going on for some time now. Tell me a, a little bit about what you know about the history of this. This has been a few years or several years, I believe, in the in progress. Indeed. Indeed. Next summer is actually going to be our 10th year wow. doing this. Uh, we've been doing it every summer. For the last nine years, uh, we're excited about this 10-year anniversary coming up next summer. It was started, David Fiala had been a missionary in Central Europe, and he's the one that uh, worked with partners there to, to get it going. And it's continued because it's been something that has been really a, a great experience for both the teams that are coming to Poland and the the experience they get to have serving serving the the church there but also for the churches that are that are hosting these camps uh, they've they've really enjoyed it there's always a demand for for more teams than we're actually able to even supply so it's wonderful excellent glad to hear that there is a a demand for this well let's talk with some of those who have served on the team joining us now stacy mcintyre served on a team i believe that was in in brenna poland is that right stacy yes well welcome to faith and family looking forward to sharing your story stacy what was it that uh that interested you and and prompted you to get involved in one of these short-term teams well, I had um, gone to Poland in 1985 with my university choir. We had toured Poland, and um, it was, you know, when it was communist, it was actually under martial law because the solidarity movement was going on. So I'd always been interested in wanting to go back and see what it was like now. And uh, it just so happened that I saw the uh, information on Facebook and it just seemed like a great opportunity both to serve and to uh, fulfill my desire of going back and seeing what Poland is like now. Had you served in, in any way similar to this in the past, whether teaching English or traveling on a, a mission team? No, I had not. This was my first experience. <laughs> well, I look forward to learning more about how you uh, how you prepared and how you served on the team. Joining us now, the Reverend Dr. Jim Butler. He serves at St. Luke's Lutheran Church in Dedham, Massachusetts, and served on the team in, is it Conan? Is that right, Pastor? Yes. Pastor, tell us uh, about your involvement with these teams and how you got involved serving on short-term missions. Well, I've done a short-term mission trip up teaching vacation Bible school in Alaska. Oh, oh gosh, and that was more than 15 years ago, and I happened to see the uh, um, article on the reporter online about the Poland bio, Polish Bible camps, and I I love teaching vacation Bible school. I love hanging out with kids. I've been looking for an opportunity to do a short-term mission and begin to bring that vision to my congregation, and it just said to my heart, this is it. This is where you need to go. When you shared with your congregation that you were interested in serving on a short-term team, what was their response? They were very excited about it, um, and one of my members signed on right away, and we had some others who said, 
you know, I just can't go this year, but we want to go in the future. Um, they just thought this would be really awesome for us to get in, uh, to get involved with. How did you, Pastor? How did you prepare for your trip to uh, to serve at uh, at this camp in Poland? I was listening to some Polish uh, phrases every day uh, <laughs> in, in the car. I never got any good with any of them, uh, and um, and just well, it was just really a lot of prayer, uh, a lot of preparation. The, the stuff from short-term missions was excellent; gave us the curriculum. So we decided uh, our team was two members from our congregation, um, a young woman from Connecticut, and then some people from Pennsylvania and uh, Oklahoma. So I arranged a couple of Skype meetings with everybody. And then we did a Skype meeting with uh, the pastor and his wife in Poland to kind of at, uh, begin some dialogue. And then we divided up who's going to do what, and we just coordinated with one another online and made sure each other was on track and worked it out there. Stacy, tell us about your preparations to uh, serve on your team. Well, I agree that the curriculum was excellent. Um, my team was all put together. Uh, we had two young women from Hawaii and a gentleman from Florida and myself, and we uh, divided up um, the tasks. Um, We divided into teaching the different parts of the Bible school, the English, the Bible lesson, the uh, arts and crafts, and uh, music, and uh, we worked online, and we worked individually, and uh, then, you know, online we would discuss uh, how we would put it all together, and really, we didn't get it all together, you know, the final plan until we got there and went over everything, and it worked out so smoothly. It was really amazing, because I was kind of nervous before I went over there, not knowing how it would come together, but it, it really came together, and uh, the Lord really blessed us. Give me, Stacy. give me an overview of uh, from the, the time you got on the ground uh, to the, the, the time you left. Give me a uh, uh, just a brief overview of, of what happened during that time. Well, it, it was just nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> From the time we got on the ground, uh, we had, uh, you know, meals together as the group uh, that all came together. We uh, landed in Krakow, and we stayed at the same hotel, except for the group that was serving in Krakow. They stayed at the parish house there, but they came to the meals with us. Uh, we had training the very next morning, and then we went sightseeing for the rest of the day, had dinner together, um, and then the next day there was some more sightseeing and a a little bit of training, and then we left and went to Brenna, and uh, from the time we got to Brenna, we were either sightseeing, eating meals together, or working on uh, the the Bible camps, and uh, Pastor clues and his wife kept us busy after bible school every day they would take us somewhere you know sightseeing and it was just non-stop and then we went back to krakow and it was uh time to go home so it, it was really uh, a great time and uh i really really enjoyed it and i think that uh they enjoyed it also were you were you anxious about the the language uh, differences and and communicating while while living and serving in another culture, even though it may be short term? 
Um, not so much because I knew that it was um, in Europe and because I had been to Poland before and knew that there was some English speaking. I thought there would be more now that they were part of the European Union. And so there were uh, quite a few people. We had several teachers that were at our camp that helped with the uh, interpretation and the kids knew certain words. Um, uh, the pastor, Pastor Clues, didn't speak much English, uh, but his wife did. So um, sometimes it was a little hard to c get across what you needed to communicate. But uh, for the most part, it, it was fine. So I didn't really have any anxiety about that part of it. Pastor, tell us a little bit about your week, uh, the, your last trip to Poland and, and serving there, and what that was like from the time you were on the ground uh, throughout the week. Well, very much the same experience Stacy had. Uh, our training was in Warsaw. Uh, there was just uh, our group and uh, one other camp being held that time in August. Um, but we were busy while we were there. Um, then on Friday evening, we went to the church. Uh, in Konin, and got uh, finally got to meet Pastor Vance and his wife Ava, and, and yeah, just every day we were busy from uh, really the moment we got up and had breakfast and devotions, and then ten o'clock we started the camp and it went till three o'clock every day and cleaned everything up, and then had some things that we did in the evenings. Um, a couple times they wanted to take us to places, and we just said no, we're too tired, <laughs> uh, we're we're just too worn out. Uh, but we were with the kids and uh, everybody each day and just kept very busy. Paint a picture for us what that camp was like for those who attended. <laughs> well, I, I, maybe I can put it best in the words of one kid. Now, our, our kids were 7 to 14. So the 13, 14-year-olds were like, Mom, I really don't want to go to this. Place. <laughs> uh, and so one of the kids was really like this. The first day on, Monday, on Tuesday, his mom came in and told us, you know, he was just like, I don't want to do this. This is really stupid. Why are you making me go? He came home Monday night and he said, Mom, this is the most awesome thing <laughs> ever. I can't wait to go back. And you're signing me up for this next year. So, I mean, you know, they just, so, you know, we had them doing very much of regular vacation Bible school. What was it that, that, that engaged him and, and drew him in that he was so uh, so interested, that he was excited about coming back the next day? It was a, a, a huge turn from where he started. <laughs> yeah, it was. He, it was just, the, you know, he said the whole experience, uh, doing the crafts, doing the music. Um, I did the Bible story. He said I was a lot of fun. Um, we took a, uh, I took all my puppets over. We did a puppet show with the kids, and they, 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 he got a real kick out of that. Um, he enjoyed. We we taught them how to play baseball, which they was a lot of fun for the kids because they'd never held a baseball bat in their lives. Um, so he just said the the entire day, just everything that we did and how we treated them, it was just all a wonderful experience for him. Stacy, tell me about the people you met that week as you served there. The those whom you served, and we'll talk about your teammates as well. Tell me about the 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 people you served in that camp. Well, the people of Brenna were just wonderful, and the kids were, um, they were beautiful. Uh, we had some uh, uh, older boys. We had a five-year-old, and then we had uh, a couple of 13-year-olds. And some of the older boys were, they were pretty typical of what you would have here in America, too. They were, uh, acted like they weren't interested and, uh, you know, would 
chit-chat or they were a little too cool to be doing this or that, and then (laughs) you would catch them participating, and then uh, they would always be back. They came back every day, and uh, one boy in particular who was one of the, the bigger, you know, complainers uh, had an allergy reaction and had to leave early one day. And he told the pastor to make sure to let me know that he would be back the next day, no matter what. And he was. And he, he told me that, see, I did come back. I told you I'd come back. So, you know, that was always the encouragement that they they did come back every day, even though it would seem like, are we really reaching these older these older boys in particular, but they would be there every day. So, and the younger ones were just a joy to be with, of course. So um, overall, I think the kids had a great time Um, having a couple younger girls that, you know, one was 18 and she was so able to uh, relate to the kids and they just loved her. And, you know, she could get in there and really play the sports and uh, things with them. And it was just a great experience, I think, for the kids and for us on the team as well. What, Stacey, what did you learn about uh, the, the Polish people and their culture and the communities in which they live? You had prior experience, a prior visit to Poland. What did you learn? What did you see that perhaps changed over time? Well, um, it's definitely more uh, westernized, and it's it's not a whole lot different than you know what we have in the United States now. Uh, they still uh, obviously have more... Um, I think closer family ties than we do in America, and they um, they are more active. Uh, you know, there's a lot of walking, there's a lot of biking. We were in a kind of a mountainous area. There's a lot of hiking up the mountains, so uh, there's a lot of uh, physically fit and active people. Um, but I think that uh, even though they're uh, more becoming more westernized that they're still a little cautious about those things and there was a a big difference i could tell having uh, several dinners with um, pastor clues and his wife and he has two adult children that live there in brenna and um they're in their 20s and they can't relate to what it was like under communism and uh so pastor clues would and his wife would be telling us about things that they experienced under communism or how they couldn't get things or they maybe only had oranges like twice a year and things like that. And his children would just kind of roll their eyes like, oh, dad, you know, kind of like we do here in America, like, oh, dad, come on now. It couldn't have been that bad. So it's really interesting that the the younger generation doesn't know what it was like back in those days um, and, and how deprived, you know, the country really was so i thought that was kind of fascinating uh that they don't even know you know the younger ones don't even know what it was like uh when the iron curtain was up you know so um but i think that uh it really they're a resilient people and I, i i saw that when i was there the first time and i see it now and i i'm really happy that they have the freedom that they enjoy now Pastor Butler, Stacy identified that many of the youth today of of Poland are are much like uh, American youth in many senses. But one of the big differences between our cultures in America is 
and and Polish culture is that in this Western uh, American civilization, we've adopted a lifestyle of convenience that isn't as uh, physically active, whereas in the the culture that she saw there, it was just a natural part of their daily lives to be physically active. What were some of the differences and similarities that you saw uh, in between our our Polish friends and and American friends? Well, the, the food was was very different. Um, lots of uh, yes, there's the kielbasa and there's the pierogi, but cabbage potatoes every day, um, <laughs> and with every meal, it's just almost amazing. Um, yeah, the food really does. The other thing is that they have five meals a day, at least up in Konin. So we had breakfast, we had morning snack, we had lunch, we had afternoon tea, and then we had dinner. Um, and so that took, that was very interesting for me. Um, I could adopt that lifestyle very quickly. <laughs> it was, um, and 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 we're co- yeah we were a bunch of coffee fanatics here in America. They were they were much more into tea. Um, Ninety degrees and they're drinking hot tea. Even the kids. I thought that was very rather that that struck me as rather uh, uh, interesting. Um, they. They they like America and they love American stuff, but they it's really funny. The kids are running around wearing T-shirts with American phrase, English phrases on them and stuff. And I'd say, well, well, what's do you know what your shirt says? And you know they like, no. It but it's but it's but it's American, so it's good. It's English, so it's good. So on Sunday, one kid walks in the church with a T-shirt on that says, "Never like you anyway." Hmm. And I'm like, do you know what your shirt says? <laughs> no. <laughs> Really, not a not a good thing to wear on Sunday morning. But it, that, that, I just thought that was funny. And they they have shirts with New York, and they have shirts with with Chicago and pictures. And but it's just you know they just think we're the most wonderful place in the world. So that that, that was interesting is having this view from outside of them what they think we are. Um, whereas you know we see I think a lot more of our faults and things. Um, because it, it's more expensive for the people to live there. Um, so uh, that's one thing, you know, to, to have a, like a new car or something like that we would have in America, very rare. It's all used. That's why a lot of people walk and ride bikes everywhere because it's just too expensive to do anything else. You mentioned earlier that teaching Bible at this at the camp was, was your task for the week. How do you anticipate that the, the work that, that you did and, and others who served on your short-term mission Will will be carried on, or what will be the the lasting impact or effect of that work? So, actually, I've um, been in contact with the the pastor and his wife uh, since then, and everything. And one of the things that was really interesting is that in that town, that the Lutheran Church, which is very well known, is the German Church, and so there's a, a lot of people really kind of suspiciously at it. Uh, one of the moms um, who was Catholic who'd sent her daughter to the camp was telling me on the last day she had told co-workers that she was sending her child to the to the camp, and they said, "Aren't you afraid?" And hmm. she was like, "Afraid of what? You know, afraid of what they're going to teach her." So, one of the things that's really happened, you know, really helped is it really helped bring down some of those barriers that the that the congregation had faced, um, and. They said, you know, and, and there, there's a, a, a different attitude among a lot of the people who came and sent their kids to the camp towards the congregation, how the congregation is now be, a little bit better able to reach out to the community around them. Um, so instead of being known as the German church, this is the church where the English Bible camp was held. 
and it's right next to a school. So all these kids in the school came, and so they are like, yeah, that's where we went to camp. This was a really cool place. So it's really opening some doors for the congregation in the community. Stacy, have you seen, uh, or how do you anticipate the uh, the team that you run uh, having an impact on the, the community and those you served? I think that um, getting the kids involved, more involved in the church, what, what I noticed was that we didn't have any Catholic kids there that I knew of. They were all Lutheran, but um, they didn't go to church. We were at church two Sundays, and very few of the children actually attended church, and they don't have Sunday school. Um, they did have a youth group uh, that was pretty active while we were there, but nothing that I saw for the younger kids. So I'm hoping that just by getting the younger kids involved, that maybe that can bring them into the church and they can find ways to incorporate the youth into uh, the younger kids into the church. Are you considering serving on another team in the future, Stacy? Yes, I definitely want to go back uh, next summer. Um, and I'm just figuring out ways to uh, reach out to uh, the Southern District here in Louisiana to um, help to, you know, raise funds to be able to go this next summer also. Very good. Well, we'll learn more from Aaron here in just a moment about more opportunities to serve. Stacy McIntyre served on the team, the short-term mission team to Brenna Poland for English Bible Camp. Stacy, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you. How about you, Pastor Butler? Looking at uh, serving in the future as well on one of these teams again? Oh, we uh, have already made arrangements with the church in Conine to to return to them um, before we left there. And Erin didn't know this, but she's finding out now. Uh, <laughs> they when we had left, uh, um, the uh, pastor uh, said to me and uh, the member from my congregation, he said, uh, "You know, you, you know, you're going to come back next year, right?" And I said, well, if, you know, in the Lord's will. And he said, well, I've already talked to him. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, um, the the only difference next year is that I'm hoping to be able to take an entire team from my congregation. And uh, plans to to teach English uh, Bible camp again? Yes. Very good. The Reverend Dr. Jim Butler, St. Luke's Lutheran Church in Dedham, Massachusetts. Pastor Butler, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much for having me. Aaron, both uh, have expressed that the training and the materials that were provided in advance were were very helpful for them. Tell us a little bit about that process uh, of becoming a, a missionary for the short-term missions, uh, particularly you know looking at these English Bible camps going to Poland. We have just about uh, about three minutes. Sure. So we we have opportunities, especially with with this Poland English Bible camps, where we can work with either individuals who want to serve, uh, or maybe a congregation wants to pull together their whole team. Uh, So we have both types and they take a different path uh, as far as how they get signed up and assigned. It's an individual, they apply, we collect some references, we talk with their pastor, uh, we do a little interview so that we can get a sense of how they might fit with the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we we put them together and form a team. So Stacy served on one of that type of team. If they're a congregation, then the team leader actually sort of signs up on behalf of the team. We talk with the pastor, make sure that he's aware of this going on in his church and and doesn't have (laughs) any reservations. Uh, And then we just move right ahead with preparation and trust that the team is going to do a 
good job of screening who they want to have on their team with them. Uh, as far as the preparation goes, then we shift into sending the materials to help them prepare. We have some manuals. We have some things to help them think through how to go about fundraising uh, for their trip. We have all all sorts of boring things that have to get done as well. <laughs> and then we're also working with Ben Helgi, the missionary in Central Europe, who is the guy on the ground who helps coordinate all of this. We're working with him uh, to prepare another curriculum. So so we actually prepared the curriculum that they used this year uh, for the for the English Bible camp. We're going to do another one uh, next year for the, the 10th 10th English Bible Camp. Uh, so we'll have that ready to go so that we can share that with the teams as they start getting formed. Probably more like the spring is when that'll actually be ready to go. But we'll get that to them as well so that they can be using that and thinking about how do they want to actually go about implementing the, the camp. Just under a minute left. Mm-hmm. How, what are the first steps to find out what teams are coming up, what opportunities are coming up? How do they find that information? Yeah, if you go to servenow.lcms.org, you can see a list of all of the opportunities there, including this one, the Polish English Bible Camps. The terms next summer are July 17th through the 30th and July 31st through August 13th. We can use about five teams in each of them, so we'd love to love to have people signing up. We're already getting people signing up. Very good. Servenow.lcms.org. Yes. That's pretty easy to remember. Very good. Well, thank you, Aaron. Thanks so much for sharing about uh, about these opportunities to serve on short-term missions. I know that's a, a very exciting and a unique way for many to serve. It's great to hear Stacy and pa- Pastor Butler's stories as well. Thanks so much, Aaron. Thank you. Coming up in just a little bit, Thy Strong Word with Pastor Whedon. You're listening to the Messenger of Good News Worldwide, KFUO. Listen to Faith and Family Monday through Friday at this time. Faith and Family is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is needed for Faith and Family to continue. Our address is 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can contact us on the web and download Faith and Family at KFUO.org. Worldwide KFUO, on the air, online, and on demand.